Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to www.legacynb.com. Now enjoy this time of prophetic ministry from one of our services. If this is your first time here, welcome. My name is Jay Miller, and I'm a senior leader here at Legacy, and we're living with a lot of expectation of what God is doing. So I just want to echo what Pastor Chris says. Thank you so much for partnering and investing in what God's doing. And there's a continuation that's going to take place. And I love our Encounter Sundays because this is something we decided to do uh, at the beginning of COVID where we are not going to give up ground to the enemy. And we're going to be very intentional to actually demonstrate and live out what we teach and equip on a regular basis, which is this, God still heals. So let's pray for the sick, pray for the injured. God still sets people free. Let's go after deliverance. Let's go after freedom. God still speaks. Let's release prophetic words. And so we've just really set this last Sunday of every month as an opportunity to do that. So Cindy, who oversees our amazing worship team and uh, Transform Ministries, Prophetic Ministries, is going to bring us into worship. But I wanted to share something with you just real quick. Uh, we're, we're setting a date for closing for our new property that's coming up. So why don't you all just give a praise to the Lord for that. And uh, Bill, if you go ahead and put up the, the, the overview, it might be hard to see. That, didn't, that, that did not translate. It was really cool. Let me tell you right now. Um, uh, let's go ahead and go to the next slide because that's not going to do it for us. There we go. So this is, if you're imagining Morningside Drive is on this side, and this would be going towards the back of the property coming up. Just so you know the way it is set up, and this is only the first steps. We're already going back to our architects saying we need to shift this. Isabel and Thrown gave us some really specific prophetic words that we're taking serious, and we're going back in, which includes second stories and third stories and things like that. But just to have an understanding, uh, initially the middle part's going to be 500 seats, and then it's got the room, you'll see where it's got room for future seating on each side that would take us up to 800 seats. Somebody asked me, are you trying to be a megachurch? I said, no, I'm just trying to be faithful with what God's put in our hands and called us to actually build a training and equipping center, which means this. People who are going to come to this aren't necessarily going to be members of Legacy Church. It's not about just building a place for Legacy Church. It's about taking seriously the place that God has given us in this I-35 region to train, equip, and deploy people to actually bring transformation so from San Antonio to North Austin, Round Rock, we see a region that's so completely radically transformed and renewed by people who have come to encounter him, who have actually been really filled with the Spirit, who have come to know their identity, they've gotten freedom, there's not the hang-ups anymore, there's not the trauma, and I need to continue to go back for this, this ministry. It's like, no, I fully know who I am. Like, this is going to happen here. And then people are going to step into their destiny. And this is what we're doing right here. So what we need you to do is this, pray. Expectation of what's going to happen. It will take us a year and a half to two years to fully build what we need to build on this, which means we're going to still be using this place, and we're going to squeeze every ounce of gold out of this place we can. Right, And what I mean is it's the gold to who people come in. It's not about tangible golden hands. Do you understand that people, lives transformed is the gold that we're going after? Right? Lives transform. Every child, teenager, and adult coming to fully know who Jesus is, being radically transformed and set into a place. And it's not going to be about how many we can convince to come into the building. It's about how many people do we deploy to be able to go to the hospitals and empty the hospitals, to go to the prisons and, and I'm the physical prisons and see a level of transformation that hits the prisons. Right, So when people are coming out, they're ready to be able to be fully walking in the wholeness of who God created them to be. It's time that we take seriously when God said, 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon you and He's anointed you for these things. Come on, why don't you all stand up with me? Do you believe that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you and has anointed you for this season in this area? And so I just want to pray specifically over this as we are getting moving towards our closing time. The prophetic word specifically that we got was that the Lord was going to pre-fund this before we even move into the building. Okay? And so I'm just telling you right now, what's impossible for man is all possible for God. In In a world economy that seems to be crumbling, the kingdom economy is actually thriving. And there's a transfer from the wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous for the purpose of building the kingdom. Do you hear what I'm saying? Not man's kingdom, but his kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven right now. And so let's just do a prophetic act. Let's just lay hands towards it right now and say, Jesus, we come into agreement and we establish not a church building, but we actually establish a command center that would radically shift the kingdom in this region right now, in Jesus' name, where every demonic stronghold will crumble and come falling down, that there's a deployment of souls into the harvest field, we just say, Lord God, release the funds. Release the resources. And Lord, more importantly, release the people into the wholeness that you've designed and created for for this season of time in history. So we just celebrate what this represents is the first fruit of a shift in a region that will see San Marcos and Austin and San Antonio and New Braunfels and Bolverde and Seguin and Church Cibolo and Kyle and Buda and everywhere in between radically shifted that the moment people drive through this region, suddenly their lives have changed just because they entered into the shadow of our region. Because they've entered into the shadow of the Most High. So have your way now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Cindy, why don't you go ahead and bring us into worship. I had a dream last night. I'm still processing. And the Lord told me to go online. And I want to read to you guys a word from Jody Hughes. I don't know if you guys have read this yet. I shared it with our leadership team. But this is exactly what I was praying about for today. And um, Jody Hughes is with Poured Out Ministries. She and Ben have been here in our house and as a friend of the house. She says this, I dream, I dreamt about healing Bible verses all night last night. Over and over the word flashed before my eyes. One healing verse after another. Over and over I saw the words, I will heal. I awoke knowing God is restoring fresh faith in his people that his name brings healing. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Psalm 30, verse 2 says, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. These and other Bible verses on healing appeared before me all night. There's a wave of healing about to break out. Expect miracles. Oh, God is expanding our faith for healing. There is faith being released for healing miracles we haven't seen before or commonly seen. New faith for breakthrough in the miraculous is being released. The Lord is, the Lord is evicting the strongholds of fear that the enemy has used to squash, limit, 
and kill faith. I understood in my dream that God would give hope back to the nations, that he is the healer. I understood that where science had hijacked the health conversation and stolen and stunted faith, God was about to astound many with his goodness and power and release new radical faith for miracles. God was restoring strength to the weary and hope to the broken. I saw a wave of healing. God heals and he is going to remind us and the harvest just how good he is at healing. God is our healer. God is the God of miracles. God is restoring faith in him as our deliverer from sickness and disease that no that has no human solution. I saw a wave of healing sweep across our land and city streets. I see hospitals cleared out. Ho! Oh. I keep seeing whole hospitals emptied as the sick are healed. I keep seeing mass healing on the streets of our cities over and over. I've been having this vision. Whole hospitals will be emptied. The church and those who believe will be known by the world as the first place to go for healing. I'm praying breakthrough over you today. I'm praying breakthrough faith for the new. I'm praying healing oil for you. I'm praying strength to the weary places and hope to the places of your least hope. Again, Jeremiah 30, 17, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. Right after worship, we're going to go right into a time of healing as we usually do for encounter. But I'm here to tell you right now, the Lord is already here. He is already present. He is the healer. And you guys are going to have an encounter with him because we are expectant for that. That's why you called and set aside the last Sunday of the month as an encounter service. It is about him. It is about encountering the one who is, the one who is still the healer, the one who is present always. And as we enter into corporate worship, okay, every single song, set, and lyric guide is prayed over by our team and by our leaders who choose this. This is not an accident. We didn't pre-plan, you know, exactly how all of this was going to come together. Jody just had the dream last night. I just read it this morning. I mean, God is lining us up for right now for something, for our faith to arise in the room. You don't need somebody to pray for you, but thank God that we get to partner with him to be able to do that, and we will do that. But you know he can meet you in the moment of your faith right where you're at right now. And as we enter into worship, let it be about him, the one who is worthy for worship. And you just watch. Check your body right now if you need a healing. Check your body right now if you need a healing. Check your body right now. Ask the Lord, what do you want to do, God? What does the fullness of what Jesus paid for look like in my body right now? Some of us have accepted things way less than the standard that he paid for. I don't know about you, but I want the fullness of my healing. I want the fullness of everything he paid for because that is the reward Jesus deserves is for us to be whole, because that's what he paid for, inside and out. So come before the presence of God. Come before him today. Worship your heart out to the one who is worthy. Encounter the healer in your heart and your body today. Be expectant, because I'm going to ask you at the end of worship set today, I'm going to ask you how many of you are healed just by the touch, just by the worship. I've seen way too many miracles happen just by worship alone encounter him he's the healer so come lord we welcome your holy spirit we welcome your angelic hosts of heaven god 
we release right now who you are in the room. Jehovah, Rapha, you are. You are Jehovah, Jireh, anything we need, God. You are our shepherd, our banner. You are everything, King Jesus. You're the one that we're after, God. You're the one we want to encounter. You're the one that we're here for. So come, Abba Father, as we gather as your children, come, Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Let faith arise in this room, God. I ask for the gift of faith to arise in the room. Let us see what you see. Let us hear what's going on in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for making us one with you. We are expectant as we put our eyes on you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Speak a word of refreshment. As I was praying this morning, I kept hearing the Lord say, there's those who are belonging in my body, they're born again, but there's been a hurt that was caused by the other parts of the body. And that this morning, there's this going to be the first fruits of people coming in who had once been hurt by the body. And it's caused you to kind of pull back. In a lot of ways, it's justified because boundaries are good. But the Lord's been speaking to you saying, it's time to come back into family. And that you'll find healing in family. So it's right now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. That's not what this is about. But just in your heart, I want you to be able to trust the Lord. This is not, I hear the Lord say specifically, this is not about trusting others, trusting man or trusting a church. But what I heard the Lord say specifically is, do you trust me to lead you? Do you trust me to guide you into a place of family that will actually heal and restore everything the enemy intended to steal from you? the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said, to heal the brokenhearted. And what I saw is, is that there's a healing of the brokenhearted that was, the bruising was caused by the church. So just in a place of representative repentance, I stand in the place of spiritual leaders or even just as a representative of the body of Christ right now, and I repent to you for causing you harm, for gossiping or slandering your name, for pushing you away when I didn't understand you. Even for unintentionally minimizing the thing you were going through. But instead, I bless you. I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that family is a safe place. And I release the blessing that comes in healing now in the name of Jesus. You are wanted. You are needed. Not just because of what you bring to the body, but just because who you are. You're wanted. Our body is not complete without you. So we welcome you in and to say receive healing. 
receive the embrace of fellowship. And I declare a full restoration of inheritance, of identity, and of purpose now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We just continue to worship you, Jesus. Prophetic ministry is something we are embracing and restoring. It's the part of the kingdom. It's the children's bread. This is about learning how to hear God's voice and to release it to other people. Everyone who said yes to Jesus has heard him. You heard him at least once to say yes. And you had to have heard him when you were a pre-Christian. <laughs> so even pre-Christians can hear God. Because you had to have heard him to say yes. Okay? But what we do in prophetic ministry is it's a gift of Holy Spirit that we activate like a muscle, like any other, like the words of knowledge, like the prayer for healing, all of those things, the gift of faith, miracles, all of that is it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And we have access to all the gifts because he's the giver, and we have access to the giver of all the gifts. And what we do on our team is we are intentionally pursuing after the voice of the Lord. We're willing to be coached and trained and and, and being able to stand in front of you guys to hear God because we know in part and we prophesy in part. So some of us will have a piece of the puzzle. It will add to the puzzle Jesus already gave you. A lot of times, prophetic ministry is just a confirmation of what he's already been talking to you about. Okay? Because it is about you hearing him. But he will release sometimes a new thing. We might release a word of knowledge. Sometimes I'll give a word of knowledge. I don't even know if it's a word of knowledge until you say it's a word of knowledge, okay? But a word of knowledge is different than prophecy. A word of knowledge is specific factual information I should not know about you. It was revealed by Holy Spirit. If you ate a banana for breakfast today and I pointed out, hey, God said you ate a banana, that would be a word of knowledge. I shouldn't know that in the natural. I wasn't at your house this morning, okay? So he can do that. He can give all kinds of different information about that in words of knowledge. If I say to you, I see you painting, I see that you're an artist, I see you creating this thing, and you're like, nope, nope, I'm not an artist, I'm not a creative person. It could be that's not a word of knowledge I was releasing, but a prophetic word that I'm releasing that's saying, no, God says that you are. And it may be in the practical. You need to go buy some paint at Michael's and you need to start painting and start releasing some creative things. Or it may be symbolic or an invitation into what does that look like for you. We know in part. We prophesy in part. A lot of times he's going to give us language that makes sense to us or he'll give us language that makes sense to you that doesn't make sense to us. But we're going to give you the pieces of the puzzle. It's your job to steward it and judge the word. And that is way more important. How we release the word is important. But you receiving, judging, and testing the word is of ultimate importance because you're the one, your spirit knows, his spirit will know if that's from the Father, and it should always come in love. If I speak in the tongue of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. It's nothing. It's just noise. So you might get an encouraging word. We'll always give an encouraging word. It will edify, exhort, and bring you comfort. That is healthy New Testament prophetic ministry. Okay? But it's the power of the Holy Spirit that makes it a prophetic word. It's your faith partnering with what he said makes it a prophetic word. It's when the juice gets on it, that, that gold stuff that's on there. Okay, so if we don't prophesy over you individually, just know if it resonates in your spirit, you can say, thank you, God, I'll take that word. <laughs> if it's for you, 
It'll happen. If it's not for you and it was just nice and you liked it, that's fine, <laughs> okay? But you have permission to go, God, that resonates with me. I say yes to that one even though they didn't call my name out. Does that make sense? Okay. Who wants to start? All right. So I got the gentleman in the pink shirt. What's your name? Jack. Jack. Awesome. So I heard Godfather, and I was asking, okay, what about Godfather? And he's like, no, God is your father. And he was saying God is the Godfather of the kingdom, and that he wants to make you his right-hand man. And when you're the right-hand man of the Godfather, it means you have access to everything that he has, that you know all the secrets, right? You know everything on everyone. You have full access to anywhere, right? The right-hand man of the Godfather doesn't walk into the store and not get privileges. Doesn't walk into the restaurant, doesn't walk into the town, doesn't drive past the streets. And just start having access to those things, realizing that's who you are. And that also with that is going to come some responsibilities that are going to seem super scary, right? The Godfather tells someone to do something, they're like, hmm, never done that before. But he's with you because he's given you his backing, so no one's going to come up against you. If he's for you, who can be against you? So there's going to be some new things, too, that you're going to be stepping into. But know that he is with you. So there's nothing to fear. And with that is going to come that greater access to the things that he has for you. So bless you with that, Jack. Yeah. And I just kept hearing the word guardian and protector. And I feel like that as you receive the Lord as your guardian and protector, that you're going to be able to step into that authority as well. And like Erica was saying, is that it's partnering with him. And so protecting those around you, standing for what you know is right and for the truth um, set before you. So what he speaks to you, you're going to protect that and you're going to guard those words inside your heart. So. I guess you were highlighted to a couple of people. <laughs> um, I feel like you've come through a very weighty, heavy season where um, you, there's been some stuff on you and you're just spinning your wheels, kind of. You feel like you're not gaining the, the traction and the momentum that you've been wanting. And God says that's because I'm building up muscle in you. I'm widening your foundation. I just got this... I see the image of like a pyramid. The pyramid can go taller the wider the base is. And I just feel like this is a foundational season for you where this weightiness has broadened your base and that season of heaviness that you have felt is about to leave and there's going to be exponential growth. Hold on. Um, the gentleman in the black shirt? Michael. Oh, that's a powerful name. So, and that's exactly the word I got. I got strong. So I just saw like when you step, saw like earthquakes happening in the spiritual realm. And so I, I just feel like the Lord is, is just wants to release the power and the strength that you have inside of you. And I, just, I mean, like, that's all. I don't know if that means anything. I just see those steps and just like right here, like the cracks in the ground, just things breaking. I just release that over you. What she was saying resonates with what God was showing me about you, too. Um, but I didn't see a human form. I saw a mechanical form. I saw you as a bulldozer. Uh, 
and that you're breaking through new ground that needs to be broken open, and even some some concrete that's um, that's solid and 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 in its set in its ways and stuff like that, but shouldn't be. You're there to break it up and carry it away, and you're 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 doing that not only in your life but in in the lives of other people you're helping them remove some of the things that they're cemented into and helping them break loose of some of the bonds that that are holding them and i don't know how that works in your life but that's what god is using you for in this season of your life new okay i have one for deb um <laughs> I'm going to walk over there um, because actually the Lord gave me this last night. Jay and I were praying into it, and he said whoever's wearing that color is who it's going to be for. And, it, and the Lord highlighted you when we came. So um, this is actually Isaiah 34. It was 15 through 17, but um, I said what part of it. And so this is for you. It says, for my mouth has commanded it, and his spirit has gathered them. He has cast the lot for them, and his hand has divided it among them with a measuring measuring line they shall possess it forever from generation to generation and shall dwell in it that passage was talking about all the creatures god made and how he had planned purposes for them how he had um uh, and that's what i want to just declare over you is this is your assignment <laughs> and his purposes for you will not fail what he has started what he has commanded he's going to fulfill I just see stepping in and getting strengthened in this time and going deeper. Do you have any words? I do. For Tina, would you stand up, please? When I came in today, the color burgundy was highlighted to me. And there's a lot of people that are wearing burgundy, but you were the one that was specifically called out to me. Burgundy is a powerful and inspiring color. It excites the emotions and excites us to take action. And I just see you stepping in, stepping out, and exciting us as we watch you grow. This is kind of taking a corporate... Um, can everybody with this color, a shade of it, stand up? If you want to do that, as an act of faith. There you go. <clears throat> it's just everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. And for those sitting down, just because, you know, you're sitting down, you can lay hold of it too. But it just speaks to me of the blood. It speaks to me of that communion, that deeper understanding of what the cross provided she said, called to action. I heard the action word that you used. And we are all called to action in the fullness of what he completed on that cross in his resurrection. Sins, far as the east is from the west. Healings, right around the corner. Darkness must bow. A full, complete, unashamed understanding of what the cross has provided for each and every one of you. We're moving into that new season. 
And I just declare, step out in that. Step out in that newfound authority and identity that you are sons and daughters of God. So I was going to give that corporate word, and I'm going to step out again. So those of you guys with Maroon, go ahead and stand up again. I'll do it now instead of at the end. So the Lord kept saying fire and passion. Yes, it's the blood, but this is a mature place in the blood. To be burgundy is a mature color in the blood, in the word. Okay, and I feel like there's a new, fresh fire that is being released to you. There is a boldness that is coming upon you. And yes, I'm prophesying over myself as well. That it is time for chains to be broken, for things that have been holding you back. Shackles on your ankles are to be loosened right now in Jesus' name because he's calling you higher and taller and into greater levels of authority. Your mouth is going to be used in a greater way than you are expecting it to be used. He is telling you to open your mouth and to speak what he tells you to speak and to do it without any hesitation. No hesitations in this season. There is wisdom. There's wisdom, but no hesitation. When you know it's the Lord, it's about obedience. It's about obedience. And I feel like the maturity that you have pursued in in this place with the Lord, he is releasing to you right now permission to speak. You are called to speak. You are called to speak with authority. You are called to speak and to preach the word. You are called to be able to lead people and to speak truth into them. You know how to go into the hearts of people and speak one-on-one, especially You have a great level to be able to see into the hearts of people and to know what's going on. God's going to give you a greater level of words of knowledge to know things that you should not know. They are not always to be spoken out, but they are to be information for you to pray for that person and to know the timing and the season of when and the how to build relationship and to steward with them because it's about relational integrity and relational um, equity to be able to have the authority to speak into the hearts of men to be able to do that. But there is a level of ability to preach the word. You are a man who studies the word, who goes deep in the word, who wrestles out the word, who asks questions about the word, and you don't hesitate about the word because it is about the word. You're a man of the word. You're a man of the word. And the Lord is saying that there's roots that have gone very, very deep, and he's now expanding them. It's spreading out. I'm seeing right now the tree in my front yard where the roots are actually being exposed. We've got to put more, we got to put more earth and more ground on it because it's, it's spread out and the, and the roots are exposed because there's been so much feeding on it. But that is so the tree may get bigger so that those leaves, like an oak of righteousness, is planted by streams of living water. You're, right, you're wrapped around the right rock of the Lord, that solid foundation, and he's about to bring more into you so that you can go higher and farther. And there are going to be people who are going to be coming around you to partner with you in this. You are going to not be alone anymore. I break off the loneliness of being a pioneer. I break it off right now in Jesus' name. You have been a pioneer and a trailblazer and somebody who's gone ahead and gone far and gone deep. And you've got, God, I am so weary to be plowing into these places. I'm tired of hitting all these rocks and these dry places. And God says that you are coming into a new land, a new season, a new territory. And you're not going to go out alone any longer. It is about the people that he's going to put around you, that he already has around you. But there are more that are coming because they are going to be like those that will hold up your hands. 
messenger like Moses. You need people to come alongside like Aaron's to come up and hold up your hands to pray for you and to come alongside you. There are intercessors who are coming to partner with you, to cover you, your backside and your front side. You are no longer alone. I break that off of you right now in Jesus' name. There are many, many angels around you that are called to you and assigned to you, and you have made them work. You have made them work. And now the Lord is going to multiply to you the people around you because the work is huge. The work is big, and it's too big for you, and you know that, but it's a God thing. It's a God thing, and he's going to do it in you because there is a pioneering inside of you, and there's more. There's more that's coming. And that's for every person that I just prophesied over that maroon word. It is a bold season for you right now. It is a bold season for you to step into who you are and to stop doing it alone. Find your people. You find your purpose. Amen? Sit down for me. People who are wearing gray. People who are wearing gray, I want you to stand up. There's wisdom coming upon you right now. There's wisdom of the ages coming upon you. I don't care if you're gray-haired too. You can claim that. Claim it. Come on. Some of you need to just stand up and claim it. Come on. Childlike faith, if it's available, why are you not saying yes? Okay, great. There you go. I got gray too. I'm claiming it as well. The gray is about wisdom. The Lord is releasing wisdom beyond the ages. He said, I'm the ancient of days and I'm releasing new levels of wisdom or intelligence. It is the gift of God to be able to know his mind and his ways. It is a strategy that is needed. It is the blueprint to go from point A to point B, to weave it together and to make it happen. God is releasing wisdom to you now in Jesus' name. Wisdom to know the next steps. He's not going to show you the whole picture because you need faith to walk out with wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You be seated. Those of you who are wearing white, stand up. Those of you who are wearing white, stand up. You're called into a season of purity right now. God's calling you into a season of purity and make no mistake, purity in all things. This is a holy thing right now. Oh, he is calling you into purity in all things. In all things, purity. A singleness of vision. He says you were already pure-hearted because I've called you as mine. You are pure-hearted. I have made you holy as I am holy. But I'm calling you into a pure season. No more mixing no more crossing over. It's a pure season for you. Now I'm going to let the Lord reveal what that means. I believe many of you already know what that is, but it's to be set apart for something just for him in that level, in that place of intimacy with him. Purity. Purity. Some of you need to think about your diet. I'm being very serious right now. I'm being very serious. If you haven't noticed, I've lost a little bit of weight in the last few months. <laughs> I appreciate all of you guys noticing and, and saying so. But the Lord called me into a pure season a few months back. And he says, either you're in and you got to be all in. You can't be a little bit in. I've tried to do just enough for a few years. Did okay. Cleared out a lot of stuff. And the final things had to go. And it accelerated me. 
accelerated my energy level, my health, healing, focus, okay? It's time for purity. That's just one practical way to look at it. Thank you, Lord, that you've already made us whole. You've already made us holy. And we say yes to you. Amen? Go ahead and be seated. Those of you who are wearing beige or like a champagne color, khaki or beige, it's a champagne color. Yes. And you too, sir. I saw you. Stand up in the back. Yeah, next to Elena. I saw your shirt specifically. You've got beige on you. Stand up. Those of you with beige or champagne color, the Lord said it's champagne because I'm toasting you. This is a new season. Your new year is starting now. It's not starting January 1. It's starting now. And it's a season of a wealth transfer. Wealth is not just about money. Hear me. Wealth is about money, but it is not just about money. Wealth in the kingdom is the ability to access anything and everything that he has available for you, okay? We have received every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, and he's going to reveal what that means to you in this season. But there's a mindset that must come what comes with wealth. A poverty mindset is stuck in lack and not ever having enough, even if you're a millionaire, A wealth mindset says, I have everything that I need. I am capable because I have God on my side. And I have the resources available to me to do everything that I'm called to do. You have resources available to you right now. It is in your hand. I place keys in your hand for the breakthrough that is needed right now. There is a mindset being upgraded to you to know the fullness of who you are. He knows you by name. I don't know your name, but he knows you by name. He knows every situation in your life, and he says it is time to arise into the sonship and the mindset that I have called you to be. You are my son. You have the mind of Christ. You can think the way that I think. It is time for a mindset shift to upgrade into greater levels to see things the way he sees them, and there is no more lack. There is no more lack. Every resources is available to you, and it is now. It is available to you right now. There is no more waiting. It's about you stepping out in faith. You make that step first, and the waters will part. Thank you, Jesus. Sit down, please. And those who are wearing black, I need you to stand up. Black for me is the mystery of God. Black is the mysteries of God, uncovering the mysteries. And there are mysteries and inquisitive minds want to know. That's the phrase that keeps coming. Inquisitive minds want to know. Inquisitive minds want to know. He, he, is, he is giving you the mind to ask the questions. Um, I keep hearing Jeremiah, is it 33.3? You know, come to me, uh, seek. What's the scripture? Seek me. Yes, y'all know the verse. Okay. I can't, I can't switch brains. Like that brain's got to look up the scripture while this brain's talking to God. So, so um, the mysteries of God are being revealed to you, and it's about you seeking them out. It's the glory of God to hide a thing. It's the glory of kings to seek it out. That's a different scripture. It's a different one. It's not the Jeremiah one. It's the call to me, and I will answer you, and I'll share you th- things that you do not know. That's the verse. That's the key verse for this word for those that are in black. This is about the deep things of God. The deep things. The mysteries are about the deep things. It is time for you to stop drinking the milk. It's time for you to eat the meat. It's time to go deeper. It's time to be stretched into the things that don't make sense, okay? You can't just eat salad all the time. You got to eat some meat. 
You've got, to eat, you've got to eat the meat of the word. You've got to go deeper into the mysteries of God. I'm encouraging you right now, this is a very practical way to step into the mysteries other than the word of God, is to literally sit for 30 minutes, set your timer and say, God, I'm not going to move until you speak. I'm not going to move until you speak. Pen ready with a piece of paper and you just write what comes to you. Don't second guess it. Don't think about it. Just begin to write. You can ask him questions and do that, but I'm just telling you, that's just a key just to go, whatever you want to tell me right now, I'm just going to write. I'm just here writing because Cindy told me to write, and so I'm just asking you, God, what are you going to tell me? And then you just start writing it out because he's going to start downloading the mysteries and the revelation of the Lord to you. Amen? Amen. Be seated. I was told this morning, um, anybody with the name of Evelyn or a family member named Evelyn? Is there anybody with the name Evelyn or the family member named Evelyn? Okay, so the Lord spoke to me, and he said, this is the time now, and that's what they've been talking about is now, for salvation. There's a restoration from the things that have happened before that God is taking, and he is literally rewinding and making it better than ever before. The things that, and, and it may be somebody you know, it may be you. He is bringing life. Evelyn's name literally means life. He is bringing life back to you, to your family member. And this is a time to stand for Evelyn or to stand and say, okay, Lord, I receive. And so we declare forward right now in the name of Jesus, life and life abundantly over you in Jesus' name. You can stay standing. You are uh, highlighted to me. I just, I see you radiating joy. And I, you have a beautiful smile, but you are radiating joy. And I feel like that you've come out of a season where God has really restored um, brokenness and hurt and trauma. And so you now carry the joy of the Lord and you have the authority to be able to release that to those around you. So I really feel like he's, he's going to start putting people in your life and that you have this ministry to share what he's done to you and it's going to break chains. And I just see those chains dropping to the ground because it is the joy of the Lord that is your strength and that is powerful. So you were highlighted as well. Um, and I saw the father saying, which is funny that she came out of those seasons. I didn't know that. Um, but that there are some lies that you've been carrying about yourself. And he said, it's time to go. Like this, I'm not good enough. It's not me, it's someone else. That BS. The father said, it's time. No more thinking like that. You're his and he is yours. That's all you need to know. That you are good enough that you have everything you need inside of you. And he's not going to ask you to do something to watch you fail. He's going to ask you to do something so that you can grow and that you can prosper and be successful. And so I just feel the Father saying no more. So I just want to break, like she said, are you going to break chains off of others? We're just breaking right now any lies that the enemy has hidden that you thought were just who you were and you just had to deal with it like a thorn in your side. But that's, that's a lie. That was just a great way for the enemy to, you know, implant it but it's lies. You are good enough. So I just want you to walk forward in everything you do, knowing that you are enough in everything you do. Yeah, you have, you have a very powerful laugh. I've never heard you laugh, but God says he loves your laugh, and it, it has power in it. It has power to break those chains. God has placed a crown jewel um, tiara on your head, 
but there are empty slots of those. There are empty places for more jewels. And those jewels are the, the um, people that he's going to be bringing to you. You're not going to have to seek them out. He's going to be bringing them to you that you're going to help, like they said, break the chains from them. But the, the gift that he's given you for, the weapon that he's given you for that is your laughter. You're going to laugh at the face of, of Satan, and you're going to tell him you've got to be some kind of stupid, like Isabel said, to try and mess with the Holy Spirit that is in us. The four of you, I, um, I saw um, you dressed in, in football outfits. You were the front line of, of, of an offensive front line, not a defensive front line. You are the front line that is breaking the hole for the Holy Spirit to go through. And I don't know, but you're somewhere in the backfield. I don't know what, what your position is, but you were also on the team. But these four guys are the front line. And they're, they're there to uh, do whatever, break open the hole that, that you're either sending the ball through or carrying the ball through. You're not the quarterback, I don't think, but you have something to do in the backfield. I don't, don't know exactly what your position is. But you guys are, are, are um, suited up. God says, I've put, I've put all the armor you need on you. And... Um, you're you're ready for battle, okay? Um, I saw the four of you guys, like in a harvest field, <laughs> um, that y'all were in a wheat field and y'all were just plucking and and harvesting as you were walking. And so y'all are harvesters in the kingdom, and the Lord's prepared the harvest already for you. Just go out and get it. Okay. I've been reading the Joyful Intercessor. And she was talking about a joyful offense. It confuses the enemy. I see y'all going forth in joy and being that offensive line, like Rob said. But confuse the enemy as you go, because y'all have it. Try to process it all. Uh, in the blue shirt, um, I can't possibly imagine you don't feel heat around your head right now, because I've seen your head on fire the entire service. And I believe that he is, there's a heavenly download going on right now. And that you're going to have vision to see into dark places. And there's heavenly thoughts and heavenly strategies that's coming to you right now. And it's going to burn within you. And you're called to speak those out. And you're going to have eyes to see clearly where you need to go and what you need to say. And you're going to start revivals, sir. You're going to start revivals with your words. So you have a hammer in your hand. You're called to break things. Break things of the enemy and bring healing. You have a hammer in your hand. You go to work. So just when each person was saying stuff, I just could visualize, like, you know, the four of y'all storming through, um, you know, into the walls and then even through the wheats. And then there's, like, a path. Like, you know, when, when there's so much tra traction going through, you create a path. And so I just I could just visually see that. And, and when he was saying you're somewhere there, I see you as, as the coach and, as Stephen said, as that downloader and, you know, setting the pathway for them. But, I mean, there's – it's like I also heard, like, Red Rover, Red Rover, try to let the enemy come over, right? <laughs> try to let the enemy come over. Because y'all, like, y'all connected together, you just – you know, storming down the walls. 
So um, this word is for everyone um, wearing the plaid, too. So if you guys are wearing plaid, I want you to just notice, if you just claim this. But the plaid, the plaid is standing out to me, especially. That's all right. Hey, feast at the table, right? Feast at the table. Come on. Um, it's, the plaid is what was highlighted at first, and the Lord says that you're builders, those who are wearing the plaid, you're builders. It's the lumberjack anointing. That's why I was laughing. I was like, you're so silly, Jesus. And he's like, no, watch. Whoa. Whoa, he said, watch. He said, watch. What do lumberjacks do? They're sawing down the lumber, right? They put the boards, the logs, or whatever all together. Okay, Jesus was a carpenter. And the most beautiful wooden cross bore him. And it's being able to have the lumberjack anointing that will take that precious wood, the cross, into places where salvation is needed. And I see that there's an evangelistic anointing. There's a brotherhood that's here, but it's about evangelism. And I don't know if I prophesied this over to you before, but there's an evangelist call in your life. And evangelist is all about speaking into people who need Jesus. And he's going to open up doors for you and, and people's hearts and the ability to be able to speak in places and in areas, even on the streets or whatever, into the hardest of hearts even. To the hardest of hearts, you're going to be able to speak life into them, but it's an evangelistic anointing, and it's almost like the band of brothers. Those of you who have the lumberjack anointing, it's about taking the ability to evangelize the word into the lost. The Lord says that you have a heart of Joshua. Who went into the tent and didn't come out when Moses went out after he saw him face to face. Because it's about your heart of purity, like John the Beloved, like David, who had a heart for intimacy, a heart for worship, and a heart for his presence. But because Joshua stayed in the tent to meet with the Lord like Moses face to face, he was able to step into that place of leadership later, and he did impossible things. Joshua did impossible things, taking people into a promised land. So I feel like you're right now in this season of learning some things with the Lord. You're learning from, so you're learning a, a place of leadership, but you're actually going to step into something a little bit different, just like Joshua stepped into something a little bit different than Moses. He learned from Moses, thought those were big shoes to fill, but they weren't because he fits the shoes to your feet exactly what you're supposed to do, and he'll bring along the people aside to you to be able to assist you in that. But it's the band of brothers, and I feel like that is a very specific thing, and it's interesting to me that they're all men that are standing um, at this point, too, because I I know women have worn plaid before, but but there's there's something. Do we have a? Oh yeah, good. Okay, good. Hey, I'm all about women too. So so it, that that anointing. Oh, sorry, Judy. Okay, I didn't see you. All right, girl. All right, all right. You claim it. You claim it. But you're builders. The Lord says that you are builders, and builders have tools, they have resources, and they have to have people. And I feel like there's a Nehemiah call upon your life. Those of you who had that, um, that you're builders, and there's a Nehemiah that's a builder. The building of the walls protected the city. It was the restoration of things that were torn down and broken. So there's restoration power on your life to build for the Lord in the kingdom, whatever that looks like. But there's also a band of brothers, partners, partnership, women, and whoever it is, do you hear this theme today <laughs> about stop going at it alone? It's about family. It's about community. It's about relationship. And it's time to be able to spread wide and deep.
Amen. Any new words? Real quick, last words. Anybody still have one that you can point out? The one that keeps standing up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he, he said that you've had dreams in the past that they weren't the best dreams for you. And he wants to tell you today that he is giving you brand new dreams from him as you go to bed at night. You speak to him and say, speak to me. He is going to show you worlds of plans and things that he has for you within your dreams. And so as you go to bed, speak and say, oh, Lord, just show me. And he is going to give you brand new ideas within your dreams. So we just declare that forth in Jesus' name. Anybody else have people you need to talk to? Stand up for me a second. Anybody else? Okay, so really quick, I'm going to release these five things. When the Lord talked about transformation, these are the things that he laid upon my heart. Jake can testify to it. It was the first thing I shared with him about. These are the things that he told me that I was assigned to be able to pray and to partner into. And I believe that there are people here right now that he's about to drop a level of fire and impartation about these things. He, you know who you are. He's already been given these to you. This is just a confirmation word. Number one is worship. We are worshipers in this house, and many of you are lead worshipers. Some of you are being called into new seasons and new places and a level of worship because it's about stewarding his presence. But skill has to be required. You don't get to audition and not have the skill to be able to join the team. You've got to be able to grow in the skill and be teachable to grow in that skill. But he is calling some of you guys into picking up that guitar again, putting in, you know, start singing those songs, learning those harmonies, whatever it is. I'm not even saying that you need to join the worship team. That's not even what I'm saying, although we will love to have you. But what I'm saying is it's about worship and it's about his presence. And some of you need to go deeper. You need to stay in there longer. You need to be practicing a skill, okay, because it's the skilled musicians that he's calling up right now. He's calling you into that season, into that place, and he will give you a place. It may not be here. He will give you a place to be able to release worship. I've released worship in the red light district in Thailand, just me and a guitar and a few worshipers hanging around while people were paying for prostitutes. You can release worship anywhere. And you can change the atmosphere anywhere, okay? Start in your home. The next place was the prophetic. Some of you guys are being stretched to learn about the prophetic. We have, um, Melissa's going to be um, doing her class again starting in January. We have the 101 class. If you've never taken it, that is going to be available to you. We have a 201 class now. So the first one is about learning how to hear God and all the different ways to hear God. The second was really about going deeper and how to release the word in a, in a more mature way. Okay, so you can grow in your prophetic gifting and ministry there. I'll be starting an accelerated pilot program for the Emerging Prophets Hill Country. It is a school for the fivefold prophets. If you think you're called or don't think you're called, but you're strongly drawn to the prophetic ministry, this might be for you. It's about figuring out if you're called and how to emerge and go on the journey of a prophet so that you can step into the office if that is what God has called you to do. Only God can call you into the office, but this is a discipleship school that will help grow you, stretch you, and deal with your character and your maturity, and your heart, and your mindset stuff, so that we won't have to have all are chosen, I mean all are called, but few are chosen. We want many, 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 we need many, 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 many prophets 
to do their assignment. And there's lots of different kinds of prophets, and they're not all called to be in this four walls, in this church house. They're meant to be out there in the seven mountains doing the thing too. Okay, so that's happening, the prophetic. The other we've done today, it's healing. It's about the revivalist. Some of you guys are called to street ministry. You're called to go out there and to be prophetic evangelists, to be healing evangelists. You're called to go out and to release salvation. This is not about growing the church. It's not about having different members from different churches crossing over to different churches. It's about getting people saved. It's about getting people to know who Jesus is. And so there's a time that's coming where he's going to release that. We're going to redo Love New Braunfels this next spring. That is the one thing that we will organize for you. But it is not just about us organizing. It is about you stepping out and doing that. He's calling the evangelist to step forth. If you need resources, I got people. I know people will get you released. We will do what we can here to equip you. But the evangelists have got to start taking the streets and start doing what they're called to do. And last but not least is the kingdom entrepreneurs. Kingdom entrepreneurship, I, I don't even know how to tell you all the things that God has done in me because of kingdom entrepreneurship. He has changed me radically because of the mindset that I have in the kingdom and what business looks like. And we talk about that transfer of wealth. I believe it's going to come through business. It's going to come through industry, lots of different industries. Some of you guys have a side hustle. Some of you need a side hustle. Some of you guys are going to start supplementing your income. You're going to have multiple streams of income. I believe every believer should have at least five streams of income. The Lord told me that a long time ago, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know what that looks like. It's a lot of juggling is what it looks like. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a visionary, you juggle a lot of things, but it's time to finish some things because that's what he told me to do. I'm preaching to myself right now. But entrepreneurship is going to come on the rise. We're going to start launching out. I'm going to do some workshops in here to be able to help some of you guys get started. But there's also going to be availability to have a mastermind group where we will be able to come together as kingdom entrepreneurs and help you finally finish the thing already. Because most of the time, what's wrong with people in that place of business to be able to get their breakthrough is a heart issue and a mindset issue. It is not a resource issue. It is a heart and a mindset issue more than anything else to know how to then launch the thing and to get moving and to not get weary while doing good. Amen? So, Father, I thank you that you are releasing these things right now that we have been building this, we've been plowing the ground, and you're saying yes now, the people are here, the people are ready, and we're hungry, and we say yes to you, God. We say yes to what you're doing. Accelerate it in us. Multiply it in us. I release right now that gift of impartation to multiply it, to have a hunger and a passion for the more with joy, God, to laugh every time the enemy tries to resist us because the wind behind us pushing us forward cannot be stopped. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And just real quick before you guys leave, I just I've got, felt like I had a word that I've been processing since yesterday. We went to go dinner about 4.30 yesterday, and I just had this sense of alertness um, to the point where if I'd had my handgun with me, I would have had my hand on my, on my hip just because I felt like there was just this sense. And it wasn't a sense of foreboding, but it was, a, it was a firm sense of there's something about to be released or something about to happen, and you need to be ready and need to be alert. And then that verse in First Peter talks about, so be sober-minded, be alert, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober-minded, and be ready for action. And so we've been getting these words about the now word, the now word, the now word. And some of those things are going to be, you might have received a prophetic word, and it's going to take 50 years for you to, work, to carry out that word. And that's still true. But what I hear the Lord saying is there's going to be a bunch of now moments 
And he's waiting for you to actually be ready to activate and not miss the moment, right? And so what's it going to require? Be alert, be ready, not foreboding, not like, oh my gosh, something bad's going to happen. No, Lord, what are you doing? I see you're doing. Kelly and I were praying into it. She read one verse. It's, it might have been Ezekiel. It might have been in Isaiah. But it's talked about specifically like the horses could smell and anticipate what the commander was about to do. And the horse were biting at the bit to say, Just let, the, let me get to the war. And I see there's specific people in here right now. You're supposed to be horses of war because you're going to carry the Lord and the commander of the Lord's armies into the place that it needs to be released. And so often what we do is we want to be the commander, and the Lord's saying, no, I'm just looking for some faithful war horses that are willing to charge and let me ride in on you. And I think there's going to be some of you are going to go to school tomorrow, you're going to go to work tomorrow, and all of a sudden the Lord's going to ride in on your obedience and on your faithfulness, and he's going to take you to the place of battle, and he's going to release something to you. I've been reading through Ezekiel, and I don't want to unpack it now, but there's big chunks of Ezekiel that meant something in a previous season and a time. It was true for Israel when it happened. But when I began to read through this place where the Lord says, I'm finally done with Gog, G-O-G. Gog was the one who had actually come and had uh, been part of and ransacked Israel because of Israel's disobedience. And the Lord gets to this point and says, I'm done with him, and I'm ready to send in and actually overturn Gog and his hordes. And what we saw was is the carrying of the field, like the, the hawks, the eagles, the vultures, were actually released into the field to begin to actually eat the decomposing bodies of the enemy. Right? So I'm like, okay, Lord, that's a, what, how do you mean encourage that? He goes, no. I'm actually taking the principalities and the powers in this region and I'm bringing them down to the place where I'm going to release my eagles who are going to come into the field and they're actually going to plunder, take the spoils of war, what the enemy had held in the ground. What is that? There's, Cindy just released it. There's inheritances. There's, there's anointings. There's callings that you've carried. There's things and dreams that have been inside of your heart. And the Lord says, it's time to go to the field and actually take the plunder back from the enemy. And, it's, and more importantly, too, all you evangelists in the war, which is the children, the teenagers, the adults that have been long held by the enemy in our region, and the Lord says, enough is enough. I'm bringing down Gog. I'm going to release you to actually go feast on what the enemy had actually held it's going to be a feast it's going to be a joy when you encounter somebody who's been really demonically oppressed and nobody before you was able to actually help them and all of a sudden in a word in a moment you're going to see them come into a level of freedom and it's going to be a joyful feast to see look at what the lord has done like there's going to be a celebration and you're going to be able to feast on the goodness of god with that person who's coming into freedom but you need to be ready right now I do want to read this. Ezekiel chapter 47. This verse has been misunderstood, because, or this chapter, because I've heard people say the, greater, the deeper water should be further away from the church. And that's a misunderstanding of this word. Let me read this through. It says, Then he brought me back to the door of the house, and behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east, for the house faced the east. And the water was flowing down from under, from the right side of the house, from the south of the altar. Let me say altar. What's the altar? The altar is a place of worship. We sing this song, take me to the altar, take me into the holy place. You don't need to go to the brazen altar anymore. You've actually, Jesus was already on the altar so you could get into the place of the holiest of holies. We just need to get to the holy of holies. 
And he says this, when the man went out towards the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits and he led me through the water, water reaching the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the hips. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not wade across because the water had risen, enough water to swim in, a river that could not be crossed by wading. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now when I returned, then he said to me, These waters go out towards the eastern region and go down into Arabah. There they go toward the sea, being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the sea became fresh, salt water turning fresh. And it will become that ver- about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. I want you to hear every creature, right? Wherever the water flows, there's life that comes because the water is coming. I just want you to get to this picture. When Jesus met with a woman at the well, he says, if you only knew who I was, you would just ask me and rivers of living water would flow from you. Not just in you, not just around you, but from you, this place of intimacy, the altar of your heart. You give Him your heart. You give Him your whole self. There's no, I'm halfway in and I'm halfway out. No, you give Him your whole self. And what's going to flow out of you is a deep river. The deeper you go with Him, the deeper the river flows. And everywhere the river goes, life, people will hear when you heard me release the word about the sacramental river a few weeks ago. Let me say real quick. There, there's a coming revival that's a communion revival. And in the Sacramento River in California, there's a place where the water turns red and that's where the fishermen hang out. Had an open vision where I was standing in this place and there was hundreds of fishermen standing in this place and every cast they were bringing out fish. So this, I want you to pick this up. It will come about that the fishermen will stand beside it. Then there will be a place for spreading out of the nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. Let me hear you say every nationality. When he talks about fishing, he's talking about harvest. He's talking about lives coming into the kingdom. He's talking about salvation. Verse 12, and by the river on its banks on one side on the other will grow all kinds of trees for food. Let me hear you say food. That's growing up. That's maturing. That's discipleship. And their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Let me hear you say healing. Here's what the Lord is saying right now. We've entered into the place where the river has flown from here in our city and from your hearts for many months now. And the Lord's saying it's now deep enough. It's now deep enough. It's not ankle deep. It's not knee deep. It's not hip deep. It's so deep you can't actually wade across it. There was a timing of these words where the Lord says, I'm going to release something in the world. And many of you have gotten those prophetic words. You've heard about the great harvest of building whole soul harvest that will come. And we go, why has it not come yet? Well, let me tell you why it hadn't come yet. The water wasn't deep enough. But the Lord says, now the water's deep enough. From a place of intimacy, the water's deep. Now spread your nets. Spread your nets. What are trees? Trees are a type and shadow of people. So there's many in here. It's like that you're going to be hauling in the fish, and literally you're only going to have time to do this and throw the fish onto the bank. Throw the fish and throw them on the bank. You're not going to have time to actually specifically for those who would bring healing and those who would disciple. 
So you need to understand what's your assignment. In this season, you may not be the fisherman, but you might be the one who has leaves that are healing. You'll walk them through inner healing. You'll walk them through deliverance. You'll walk them through the, the physical healing, everything that's going to be, and you're going to be a part of. And you won't have time for anything else other than be healed in Jesus' name. Your heart's healed in Jesus' name. Come out of that man in Jesus' name. Now be made whole in Jesus. That's all you're going to have time for because it's going to be going like this. And then there's going to be the next group, and you are the ones that are fruit producers. You're the teachers. You're the fathers. You're the mothers. You're going to say, come into my house and let me give you fruit to eat so you can actually grow up into maturity and then be put back into the water to fish. That's what we're entering into right now. And it's going to, create, it's going to require a level of cohesion and connectivity that only comes in family. There's things in my family that we just have to give a look to one another and we know what each other said because we have a level of intimacy and connection point. I can do that now with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. I can just look in the room and we know what's happening. I'm just trying to tell you right now, that's what he's doing right here. There's some of you, you came for the first time today or you've just been coming recently. What I'm telling you is, if he brought you here, you need to ask him if you were brought here for the harvest or you were brought here to be healed. If you were brought to here to be healed, receive healing, receive discipleship and grow up and get ready because you're going to be deployed back into the harvest because that's how quick it's going to go. The early church grew not because it had a social media program. There's 100, 120 in the upper room the day the Holy Spirit fell. And we stand here today, a couple billion people across the planet that, that claim, proclaim Jesus. It grew rapidly because of this. You're in the harvest. You're healing in the harvest. You're, you're becoming a, a disciple of the harvest. There's all these different parts, but you need to be ready to be, be released. Amen? So why don't you stand up with me? So every head bowed, every eye closed. And I just want to give an invitation right now. Are you born again? If you're in the room or you're watching on the live stream and you do not yet know even what it means to be born again, but there's something tugging on your heart that says, I finally found the meaning of life. And I think it's in that Jesus guy. It's time to give your life fully to the resurrected Jesus who knew you before you were created and knit in your mother's womb, who has a purpose and a plan for you, who went to a cross to die for you, who came out of the grave, resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit for you and as you so that you might live in perfect relationship with God the Father for all of eternity. But it begins right here and right now. The harvest begins right now. In the book of Acts, it says this, as Peter preached the gospel, it says his words pierced their hearts and they asked him, what, was, what must we do to be saved? So if in this moment right now, whether you've been saved or you're coming back into, you're returning back to the joy of your salvation and you're just realizing there's been something that's been piercing your heart all morning, it's time to be saved. Give your heart fully to him. Confess with your mouth, Jesus, you're my Lord. Believe in your heart that the Jesus was raised from the grave by the power of the Holy Spirit. And just know right now, receive it by belief that you're a brand new creation 
a son or a daughter. You're no longer an orphan. You're now a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Now in the room right now, I just released the power of the Holy Spirit. He said that the sword of the Spirit will become the plumb line by which the heart of the earth will be pierced in this season. So just come Holy Spirit. Release what you want to release to every person in this room right now. Let's ask him, Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to give me right now? And as an act of faith, I just want you to say, and I receive it. Everything you want to give me. And we just declare this in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people say, amen, amen. Why don't you give Jesus a praise one more time? Come on. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.